Hey, welcome to this Tuesday episode of the Unseminary Podcast. Excited for today and excited for today's sponsor as well. Uh, the reason why I'm excited for this sponsor is because this sponsor, uh, for churches that have been using this resource, they've seen an average of 40% growth in small groups. Uh, this is in small churches and very large churches. Uh, they've also seen um, so many people, in fact, over 60,000 people that have used this campaign and they've dived deeper into the teaching of Jesus. Uh, in fact, 100% of the uh, church leaders that have used this solution have come away saying that they recommend it. What is it? It is the Red Letter Challenge. I want you to uh, find out more about this. Uh, if you're honest, if you're a pastor, if you're thinking about this coming year, you're wondering, how can I get people, more people connected to groups? What can I do in a short period of time uh, to see them dive deeper into the teaching of Jesus? Well, Red Letter Challenge is it. It is a 40-day campaign. It's really ready to go. Pastor Zach has put it all together for you. All you need to do is go to redletterchallenge.com forward slash unseminary. That's redletterchallenge.com forward slash unseminary. And they have packages ready for you. The packages start with as little as 10 copies, perfect for your small group, up to a thousand or more copies. Going uh, to that link will get you a, a discount somewhere between 10 and up to 40% off. Packages are ready uh, now. This is a perfect thing for you to do in kind of your uh, winter, spring season. That's redletterchallenge.com forward slash unseminary. All right, well, let's jump in with today's episode. Let's go. This is the Unseminary Podcast, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Hey listeners, I'm Vanessa, the host of the Unseminary Podcast, where we talk about the stuff you wish they taught in seminary. I'm joined by the founder of Unseminary, Rich Birch. Hey Rich, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Vanessa, are you a once every six months person at the dentist or do you go a long time? What is your dental hygiene practice when it comes to the dentist? Ooh, I am uh, definitely twice a year. Twice a year. Okay, that's good. Have you noticed, I and this could be just me, it could be just my dentist. Has your dentist upped their game around the reminding of you, that reminding you about the dental appointment, the like text message, the calls, the dropping, the, the postcard, that kind of thing? Have, have you noticed that? Um, you know, what's really funny is that I have noticed that, especially in the last year, we went from receiving a phone call to confirm to an email. Now I get a text reminder. Yes. And I, that's the thing cool. I've noticed as well, which which actually got me thinking about this particular article. Today's article is called Boost Your Church's Guest Return Rate in Three Steps. Uh, and you know what got me thinking was our churches aren't as good at the return guest thing as my dentist. And I'm like, that is a problem. Like we we have got to change that. We've got to figure out what we can do to get guests to return. And so today's mm. article – I really have tried to compress what are best practices. These are the things when I find myself out talking to churches or engaging that, that really every church can improve upon. And so keeping guests, getting them to return and seeing them return needs to be a high priority for church leadership teams. You know, you, we know that, you know, in most churches, we're seeing somewhere between 10 to 20% of guests return. And so imagine if you just, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time thinking about what are we doing to get guests to come? What if we went out of our way to say, hey, what can we do to get them to come back? How? How? 
how can we ensure what are what do we need to be doing to ensure that we can get those people to come back so that's really what we're talking today as we're which is a kind of an important thing you know a lot of us we just looked back at uh you know it was about a month ago we had all these people come at christmas uh but what are we doing you know a lot of us feel the sadness of that it's like gosh we had hundreds of people there what are we doing uh you know we might feel the pain of that now we don't see those people returning and so what i'd love to do is lean in a little bit on that pain and say hey uh Let's add some things to your process so when we look to the future, we'll see an even higher return rate with your guests. This is such a sidebar question. Do you ever feel like the tone changes between Christmas and the new year? By, By about this point, do you find the tone changes? Oh, yeah, for sure. So here we are, the middle of January. There is that nostalgic, you know, that those kind of days in late December that it does seem like Western culture does slow down. Like it just mm. seems like people, the email goes less, the, you know, there, there is a bit of a kind of, it's like the whole thing slows down. I, I'm sure you must see that in real estate, right? In your day job where, you totally. know, there is like a, you know, it just, people just don't want to talk about it. But then we hit the new year and people are like raring to go. No, that was more last week. Here we are the middle of the month and people are like, mm. oh, gosh, I've already given up on my goals. I'm not as, you know, but there is that new year, new you kind of people are are trying to, you know, figure that stuff out. And so I think it's appropriate this time of year as we're thinking even in our own churches, what are some of those things we should be changing this year? I think working hard on this kind of return guest thing could be one of those things that we should look at. And it's easy as one, two, three. One, two, three. We're just making it simple today, people. Super simple. A, B, C, do it. All right. Let's talk about new here, gift exchange. Okay. From time to time, I have the opportunity to visit churches across the country. In fact, do it fairly regularly. And oftentimes, you know, these churches are like large churches. So, you know, the, you know, a couple thousand people, that's, that's not that, you know, that happens all the time. Now, you know, it is amazing how many times, uh, that they've got great teacher, they've got great music, great musicians, great kids ministry, but there's they're missing this one simple thing. Uh, they're missing the consistent practice of offering a new here gift to guests in exchange for contact information. This is a proven process, people. This is not like rocket science. It's not, uh, you know, is is this going to work? I can tell you, this is going to work. Uh, what we, you know, a, a way to boost your return rate is to start with just a simple. Simple gift exchange. If you click on the link here uh, in this article, we we show you. I think there's 36 or 26 different new here gift ideas. Literally pictures from churches across the country. Uh, and and what you're doing is is taking a part of your service, not long, two three minutes, and and being very clear to those new people every single week and saying, hey. Um, if you're new here, not not if you're f- for the first time, new here is a critical language disting- distinction there. Because when you're saying new here, that's people distinguishing for themselves. They're saying, oh, yes, mm. I identify myself as new here. They might have come one or two times already, but you but they haven't gone to the new here kiosk yet. And so what we want to do is say, hey, if you're new here, drop by the new here kiosk today and uh, pick up one of these things. And, and you know, all you need to do is fill out this card, take it out there, and we'll give you whatever it is. And if it's T-shirts or a coffee mug or a back rub or something churches do like um you know i didn't ever actually heard a church do back rub that would be kind of creepy uh but you know weird. it could be like you know come come here and we'll give like we'll make a five dollar donation to you know a nonprofit of your choice or you know that kind of thing so this idea of a new here gift exchange it's critically important if your church is not doing this 
there's churches that are listening in that are not doing this, that are ignoring this thing. You're literally ignoring people in your church uh, that want to give you contact information. They want to start the process, but they don't know how to start. You need to incentivize that moment. And so that's what this is about. This new here gift exchange, critical piece of boosting uh, your return rate. People like free stuff. <laughs> true. That's it. the moral of the story. And if you don't, if you don't think that's true, go to a like trade show. Like the, the oh trade gosh. shows are built on the back of this idea, and and it 100%. is a well worn. You know, go to Costco this weekend or Sam's Club in your community. You know why people show up to those giant warehouses for the little sized sausages, uh, and then they end up buying other stuff. That's what we're talking about. Samples. Here. Samples. People love, love, love that. So. So uh, new here gift exchange, it, it's, it, if your church is not doing it, you know, do it, start with that. That's a great way to boost return rate. Rapid fire question. One, two, three. What's your favorite gift? T-shirt without even hesitating. I think the t-shirt still has a disproportionate value. I think it costs less than people think it costs. So it has a weird disproportionate value thing. And uh, it also has this great deal where if you give away a coffee mug, which a lot of churches do, the problem with the coffee mug is there's nothing about that that slows the that process down in handing it out. Actually, when people arrive, which our next point is about the kiosk, but when you arrive there, you actually want that experience to be deliberately be a little slower. And so the good thing about the T-shirt is it actually takes a while to get the T-shirt to put it to find out what size they are, to put it in a bag. And during that whole time, you're engaging with the guest. And so it's actually uh, strategically a bit inefficient. So I, I just think the t-shirt is a great gift. That would be my best gift for sure. I think you're a party pooper and you should not hate on coffee mugs like you do. Well, I could be. I'm also not a huge coffee drinker. If I was a huge coffee drinker, now I know. So the other thing Drink about tea. Yeah, the thing about coffee mugs though, I'll say is uh, and so uh, there's going to be some churches that are going to hate what I'm about to say. Too many churches give away crappy coffee mugs, like they're yes. they're junk, they're junky. Um, you know, they're they're really cheap, and and they're and don't so, do that. Yeah, don't do that. And so, um, you know, you can do lots of people will take a, a, a great a T-shirt. You know, if it's got a moderately good design, don't just put your logo across it. Like, don't people aren't going to wear a shirt that says our church is no, also Kinexis. don't do that. Connexus, <laughs> no one wants to wear that shirt. Maybe you do like a in our community, maybe like for Simcoe County or for you know Aurelia or for Barry or you know do something that's um you know that's kind of talks more to them as a guest with maybe then your logo suddenly on the sleeve, that kind of thing is what you want to do. Absolutely. Okay. Let's move on to dedicated, obvious new here area. Yeah, I don't okay. know why I said it like that. So it's fine. You were being obvious. It was good. You were proving the, uh, you're proving the point. Of, qu- of course, your church needs to do more than just offer guest gifts. You have to actually have some place for them in the lobby to pick it up. Now, literally, I don't think I've ever walked into a church and said, I'm, I'm just thinking through my brain. I don't think I've ever walked into a church and said, you know what? That church has done everything it can do to make its new here area uh, obvious, uh, you know, enough. I, I think you really, you can always find ways to improve this. And so actually my, my encouragement for you, if you've got a new here area, put it on a checklist, get like your best people together and say, Hey, what are, we're going to come up with three changes to make this more obvious. Now, why is this important? Obvious is important because when guests walk into your lobby, they have no sweet clue what's going on. Uh, in fact, and this is one of those areas where larger churches really struggle because our lobbies are these giant cavernous things and they were designed by 
architects who talk about like large open airy spaces <laughs> and 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 you know engaging community connecting environments where, where so it becomes actually very disorienting it could feel like an airport without any signage in it that's what it could feel like and so we want to go out of our way to make it as as obvious as we can in this article, I list a whole bunch of questions. Is the area clear and obvious to our guests? Is the area clearly lit on a Sunday morning? Does the new here area have staff or volunteers helping every single weekend? Is the signage readable when the lobby is full? I've seen this so many times where people, churches make a sign, but then when you put a full lobby in, you can't read that sign. So you've got to get it up, get it up high, get it above 10 feet, somewhere up high in that lobby, in that nice open area, area lobby. Are there new here team members wearing something that designates them as a volunteer? You don't want it to be, you don't want people to wonder, is that person standing by that sign? Are they there to help me or are they a, a, some other person? You know, do you have enough gifts to give out? Is it free of clutter? So there's a bunch of questions in here. I would look through these questions, but really even more importantly, get a volunteer group together and say, okay, we're going to, we're going to try to figure out what we can do to improve this area, to make it more, uh, more obvious, more, make it stand out more. We want this to be a, a big deal for people. We don't want them uh, to struggle with this at all. Um, I, I really, I really, really, really like this next point. Kind, but persistent follow-up, okay. but not too frequently. Okay, great. So I'm going to push the frequently button and you're going to say that's too much. Uh, so it's too much. <laughs> we live in an era where people don't give away their contact information easily. Gone are the days when you were a student and you remember, like, I don't know if you remember this when you, and I don't know if they even did this when you were a student. I always forget that there's an age gap <laughs> between us. Uh, you know, when, when I was a student, you'd go to a sporting event and, you know, there would be, there'd be like these people sitting there with like a, they'd have like a, on the side and they'd be like, Hey, a free t-shirt in exchange for your, you know, all your contact information and your social security number. Uh, people don't give that information away anymore that we're, we're way more, um, careful with our contact information. So when people give you their contact information, when they fill out that card, when they go to your kiosk and they hand it in, they're raising their hands and asking your team to follow up. You have got to follow up. You know, you, you, again, I think churches err on the side, and this is where I'm going to push you err on the side of being too polite. They err on the side of not following up enough. And so what you need to do is, is I think, develop a plan where you think, ooh, that might be too much. That That's like 10% too much, not 200% too much, but like, ooh, that might be one too many things. And then roll that out and see what happens. So Again, I've given you a bunch of examples here, but, you know, have your new here guests, uh, your new here volunteers, write handwritten notes, welcoming people to church on that Sunday, have the campus pastor call all the new here guests, guests on Sunday evenings, ensure that the lead pastor sends out a thank you note on, on Monday mornings and extension invitation to come again. Maybe have a volunteer call on the Wednesday, invite them to return to coming Sunday. Maybe have a new here guest, uh, make sure they receive like a invitation to whatever your class is, or, or maybe they send a quick email on the Saturday before the next weekend, or, you know, you, you need to turn up the volume on that. Personally, I think we're looking for somewhere around five to seven contacts in that first month. So that means more than one a week for a few weeks. Oh Probably in that first week, we need three or four contacts. So it's like, a, yes, a, uh, a handwritten note, a email from the campus pastor, and then a mass email that goes out the Saturday before that next weekend would be good best practice. Then it's maybe a couple connections over the coming weeks that drive to whatever your new year class is. Now, it, it needs to be persistent, but it also needs to be kind. So you've got to test the, the kind of communication side of it. It should be 
seen and received as personal follow-up, not as marketing. And so what can we do to make that better? I've seen churches use a tool called Bonjuro, which is this fantastic video tool. Uh, there's another one called BombBomb. Our church actually uses BombBomb. I actually prefer Bonjuro. Um, I prefer this Bonjuro over BombBomb, but they do basically the same thing, where it'll, it allows you to send a quick video message. My experience with those, having used those, we're finding somewhere close to 90% open rates, which is crazy. Like there are no emails that are getting anywhere near that. 90% open rates, like 30% click-throughs. People are responding to those and they literally take 30 seconds to a minute to record. Even if you're a fairly large church, your church could be doing that. You could have campus pastory type people doing that or communications or, um, you know, community people doing that on a regular basis. And the fact that they're done personally takes the edge off from it feeling like a marketing thing. It doesn't feel like a form letter. It feels like a, a, a follow-up. Listen, church, I, I, uh, leaders, I am pushing you. You are probably not doing enough in the follow-up in this area. You're, you're generating contacts. We talked about last week, this idea of what if you called all the guests from 90 days ago who haven't returned and said, Hey, we would just would love to have you come back this weekend. We got this cool thing going on this weekend. We're reaching out to people who visited a few months ago. We would love to have you come back. I really do think this is a missed opportunity for most churches. Oh, I don't know. It seems like a lot. Sure. That's fine. Do you ever think, do you think that people might just like give you their contact information because they want the free thing? Yeah. And that's totally fine. Yeah. I think that's totally fine. But I think our posture as leaders needs to be towards, mm-hmm. Hey, we want to try to, people can opt out at any time, right? They could tell you through any of these things, like, Hey, stop contacting me. Or they can literally hit click or they can click opt out on your emails. Uh, they can, they can decide to not do that. I, frankly, I think the growth of your church and their, and your kind of need to impact your community is too big of a deal to let those contacts go. So, so yeah, I, I, I agree. I, you know, that. I think most churches, if there were a lot, if I thought that most churches were out there, were doing too much contact information. Uh, yeah. I would be like, okay. I, yeah. Maybe you need to tool it back, but that's not the problem. Most churches, when I ask them what they're doing, they give me blank stares and, and they're saying like, well, I, I, th- I think we email them. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you're doing, you're not no, doing I, enough. You need to follow up with them more. Yeah. I think like, I, I like how you, it's not the same point of contact method for each time you're reaching out. So having a card, having an email, yes. having a phone call, yes. that is really, really important that it's different because if you're just sending, I don't know how many times I will get like three emails in the same week and I'm like, oh Enough my gosh, what they, yeah, exactly. yeah, what do they want from me? And I just, you just delete it. Right. So I think that's a very good, it's a good distinction to make. Yeah, I would agree. And, and, you know, we do want to, I just underline that even if you're sending multiple emails to send them from different people, like you could have one go out under the name of the campus pastor. If you're a multi-site church, one go out just under the name of the church. You know, you could have one go out under the lead pastor's name, even that alone, uh, does just help kind of, you know, shuffle stuff around, makes it change up a little bit for sure. All right, Rich, anything you want to add before we sign off? Yeah, so we've got some free resources I would love for you to pick up. If you if you scroll to the bottom of this or go to the website, uh, we've got um, a couple things. So if you just, you just got to click on there, you can give us your email address and we're going to follow up with you. And so uh, <laughs> so there's a couple things here. There is a PDF with first-time guest information. So kind of a whole bunch of different things that, get, that churches are doing. There's pictures of what other churches are doing. And there's two MP3s in there from who, from my perspective, 
perspective is kind of the expert in this whole area, a guy by the name of Greg Curtis, where he talks about the best practices from his church, Eastside Church, who they've literally integrated thousands. And like the last number I saw was like well north of 2,000 people in the last few years. Uh, they've done an incredible job on that. So those would be great resources for you. Click on that, download that. They'd be great helpful for you. Very helpful for you. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. You can see the full article on our other podcast at unseminary.com.